Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Brown Paul, we believe It is December 14th, 2021. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, and on all major podcast platforms. Now, the man who puts burr in December, the one and only Rob Smith. That's me, Stu. And today I am at the South Pole, Antarctica. And you know, Stu, I just don't like to report the news without knowing all the facts. It's the kind of guy I am, Stu. So I decided to take a quick trip down here and see whether or not Al Gore was full of shit or not. Well, Stu, 13 years ago today, Al, Mr. Excitement Gore. By the way, did you ever see when uh, he and Tipper were dancing at the inauguration years ago? Was she twerking on him? She wasn't twerking, but he had a serious, serious case of white man's disease. I mean, That's, he was Mr. Robotic. Mm. He should watch some soul training. As a white man, Stu, I was ashamed. Anyway, Al, 13 years ago, said that there'd be no more ice on the South Pole in five years. And guess what, Stu? There's more ice in Antarctica than has been been measured in modern times right now. So, Stu, why would a guy, uh, you know, he went to St. Albans in, in Washington really kind of not from Tennessee. I mean, he's from Tennessee, but he grew up, you know, in Washington going to St. Albans. Well, he's got an uh, investment management fund, Stu, called uh, Generation Investment Management. They have $36 billion. And just about a month ago, they put out a clarion call that we've got to do away with all fossil fuels in the next five years or else the world will end. He also just put $600 million in a UK c- company called Octopus Energy. And he and Microsoft and the endowment at Harvard University has started a new fund called Just Climate. And Stu, he's an absolute fucking idiot, as we all know. But he's not so dumb as he's made billions of dollars off uh, crying chicken little about how the climate is going, the world is going to end because, well, first it was global warming, and then when the earth started to cool, it had to be something else. Now it's climate change. So Stu, he's a fraud. The whole movement is a fraud. It's a subterfuge for imposing more socialism on us and crony capitalism. So certain people like Exciting Al will get rich. Now, Stu, another thing that happened today was our president, 
well, our fake president, Joe Biden, was asked about his presidency in uh, Afghanistan. And he said that the deaths of the U.S. servicemen were inevitable. And that none of his advisors told him how to withdraw the troops safely. Well, still, you don't need any advisors to tell you that you get the people out before you get the troops. You don't give up the air base and you don't let them uh, take over Kabul. And then he said that um, he opposed the United States involvement in Afghanistan. Always had, he said. But as a senior senator from Delaware, he joined all of his Senate colleagues in a unanimous vote in 2001 that authorized the use of military force in Afghanistan. Well, I've been against that war in Afghanistan for the, from the very beginning. We're spending $300 million a week in Afghanistan over 20 years. Now, how do you know, everybody says you could have gotten out without any, anybody being hurt. No one's come up with a way to ever indicate to me how that happens. And so there are certain things that are just so important. And Stu, we get right back to what we talk about a lot is why can't these motherfuckers just tell the truth? It would be perfectly all right if he said, you know, originally I supported the um, U.S. involvement in Afghanistan. But over a period of time, I learned blah, blah, blah. You would accept that. He lies about everything, and it is emblematic in his DNA. I mean, it's scary. Of course, in the real world, Stu, if I'm running a business or you're running a business and you say blatant lies to people, nobody trusts you. You have no credibility. You are shamed, and your business sucks, um, and you are a social outcast. He can lie to the whole world three or four times a day, easily provable lies, and nothing seems to happen. You know, a lot of people call him China Joe, uh, Stu, and there's a good, good reason for that. The corruption he and his family have with China is will end up being probably the biggest scandal uh, in our history, financial scandal. But just to give you an indication is there was some confab at the White House where they all sit around and circle jerk and blah, 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 called the Summit for Democracy. And in it, um, Taiwan was making a presentation and they showed a map that had China and it had Taiwan and they were of different colors on the map. Well, of course, they're two different countries. The Biden administration cut the feed so as not to cause the ire of communist China. They didn't want to offend their buddies. Anyway, Stu, moving on, something else in the news today. There's a U.S. kind of a futuristic guided missile destroyer called the Zumwalt, which I assume is named after Elmo Zumwalt, who I believe was a Virginian. But anyway, they showed pictures of it, and it's already covered in rust. Now, Stu, I have two things to say about this. I don't know whether that's true or not, but it costs $4 billion to build. But back before they made our military so woke, there'd be no way that you would have any kind of imperfections like that on a United States ship. The 
seamen would always be painting the ship and making it look pristine. It was a sense of pride. The Royal Navy did this, and the United States Navy has always done that. So I think there's something to that. Tornadoes in Kentucky, Stu. Uh, you got this guy, Michael Mann, who was at the University of Pennsylvania, as you may remember, some years ago. He published a report that alleged he had all these other scientists behind him. Apparently, if you're an earth science teacher in the eighth grade, you're a scientist. Anyway, it said the world was going to end in a few years, blah, blah, blah. I had this hockey stick of how temperatures were going to rise. Of course, that didn't happen. They've actually been lowered. They're lower. And there was been a huge litigation about his alleged fraud in that. Well, he's on the circuit now saying that the tornadoes were caused by climate change. And Stu, as I look around up here, all I see is ice from miles and miles uh, all, all over the place. And there are plenty of seals up here, sea lions. I got chased by a polar bear this morning. I mean, it's all bullshit, Stu. Um, you forgot the one animal that definitely does live at the South Pole. Penguins. The what? Penguins. Ingwits? Penguins. Oh, penguins. Yeah. Apparently, oh, we had some penguin soup last night, as I recall. Apparently, apparently three percent of apparently three percent of Antarctica is actually composed of penguin urine because it freezes. Really, Stu? Yeah. I did see some yellow snow when I was cross-country skiing this morning. Well, I wonder if that was penguin urine. Don't eat it. Dude, you're like the only guy in the world who would know that 3% of the uh, ice mass in Antarctica is penguin urine. Probably. Okay, Stu. Well, Stu, I think this is something you probably know a little something about. Over the weekend, you heard about this guy, John Gr Griffin with CNN. And uh, he uh, is a pervert. And I didn't think I would report on it because I thought he was just like a cameraman or something. And then today I was reading about it again, and he's a senior producer. Now, Stu, they've got Chris Cuomo on there, who, you know, is a sexual deviant. They had that guy who masturbated, or oh, whatever his name is, Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, you got the queer guy. Um, lemon still i can say that they call themselves queer all the time it's perfectly acceptable to call a gay guy queer um anyway he he attacked the guy on long, long island and grabbed his family jewels remember that yes and then you got this guy john Gr griffin who might be the biggest pervert of all we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. There are mountains in our way But we climb the stairs every day The lift is up where we belong And now back to your regularly scheduled program. He apparently 
contacts mothers and coaches them about their daughters, telling them how they ought to be sexually active. And let me just read a little bit of what I've learned today. My hands are cold, Stu, because it's, you know, it's 18 below here. Um, so Griffin was taken into custody following a federal indictment accusing him of coercing parents to allow their minor daughters to engage in sexual activity in his home. The indictment, which was sealed when the arrest was first reported, provides lewd particulars of crimes allegedly committed by the CNN senior producer. The indictment includes various messages Griffin sent via Kick, Google, Hangouts, and text. Griffin text Griffin stated he believes there is a wanton whore at the core of any female and that a woman is a woman regardless of her age. You can see where this is going, Stu, according to messages included in the indictment. According to the indictment, Griffin sent text messages to a mother of two daughters, age 9 and 13, which stated, one of the big lies of this society is that women are delicate, innocent angels, and they are in actuality, in actuality, naturally, the dirtiest sluts possible in every metric. The CNN producer also allege, allegedly texts the mother, when handled appropriate, a woman is a, a woman regardless of her age, and urged the mother to make her 13-year-old daughter make sure her 13-year-old daughter was properly trained. The U.S. Attorney's Office got involved. They sought and said he sought to persuade parents to allow him to train their daughters to be sexually submissive. Griffin later transferred over three thousand dollars to the mother for plane tickets so the mother and her nine-year-old daughter could fly from Nevada to Boston's Logan Airport. The mother and child flew to Boston in July of 2020, where Griffin picked them up in his Tesla. Of course, a good liberal pervert has to drive a Tesla. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. How many bitches can we fit in the Tesla? And drove them to his Ludow, Ludlow house. That's in Vermont. At the house, the daughter was directed to engage in and did engage in unlawful sexual activity. The now unsealed indictment indicated he had sexually trained girls as young as seven years old and advised a mother that her 14-year-old daughter would be a good candidate for such training. He al allegedly proposed that training would begin on a video chat where he planned to instruct the 14-year-old and the mother to remove their clothing and touch each other, and eventually declared in-person meetings would include spanking and um, C-O-C-K worship. That, Stu, is some pretty sick stuff. And how in the hell a mother would go with her daughter to have her daughter be trained like this, that's a whole nother story, Stu. What you got to say about it? My first thought is, you know, why even have a trial for this guy? I mean, <laughs> I can think of some pretty easy solutions for that. Would you but, excise his testicles, Stu? 
I would I, I can't say what I would do here on YouTube because it could be perceived as a threat of violence. But there's some pretty easy solutions. You know, I have collected a bunch of pictures of him today. He looks what I would call to be soft. He looks like a soft man. I think I have a picture of him with a Dr. Fauci stuffed animal clutched to his chest. And hmm. Hmm. First of all, a man with a stuffed animal stew. There's something that ain't right about that. Well, wait until you see the picture of him with the chihuahua on his head. But on his, uh, head? On his head, yeah. Hmm. But I mean, what's the what's the psychology of someone like this? Does he go to CNN and get bossed around by those crazy media personalities all day? And then in his own personal life, he wants to be the dominant person and that manifests as some weird sexual desire. I mean, how, how do we how do we get from being I, what I imagine at one time was just a, a nice, normal child to someone who abuses children? Like, how, how does that happen in a few decades? Well, Stu, I'm a seasoned man. I've had many life experiences. And I have friends, men, but it's true with both men and women, but men who... Um, who say, God, this woman I'm dating, she's crazy. Um, do you think it's this? Do you think her childhood was that? Um, do you think maybe she could see a shrink for something, perso personality disorder? And I go, no, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. She's just crazy. I tell the women, same about men. Same thing here, Stu. I wouldn't over overanalyze it. The guy's just a fucking pervert and deserves to have his testicles excised with an oyster knife and then to be hung upside down for, for three days. Um, and I can think of some other things, but you get my drift. That's, I think yeah, that's so do you think the most, most heinous crime, something like this with pedophilia, uh, or buggery of a little boy. I, I lean towards that because there has, I mean, you're just screwing up someone's entire life at that point. I mean, look at all the childhood celebrities who got exposed to that kind of stuff at such an early age. And then, you know, they're in a meth house later on in life or they have drug addiction problems or it just, it's a specter that just haunts them for the rest of their life. Well, there's, there's, there's also this, uh, that my conscience tells me that certain things are so heinous that um, they are, are repulsive and they probably deserve the ultimate punishment. Now, I, my visceral feeling about this doesn't come from any study uh, doesn't come from reading books. It's just there. God tells me this is just really, really wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the way most people feel about this type of thing. Yeah, you're robbing someone of their innocence. Yeah, it's just something that's just unbelievably sick, 
and perverted and flat out wrong and disgusting. Do you think there's any correlation between this and the Maxwell case? Like how does someone like this find moms that are willing to even go along with that? Does he get a list? questions too, because I don't know how you could even get past the first first sentence of something like that with a parent. Somebody said that to me. I'd be on them like a spider monkey. And I always let it know when my daughters were growing up and teenagers and such. And I used to go to all the St. Christopher's boys and say, look, if you ever hurt my daughter, I'll kill you. It's what a father does. Yeah. Mm. Sick fucks. There you go, Stu. But, you know, it's something about our culture today. You got the Maxwell thing. Uh, you got this. Um, you got the, the Epstein stuff going on. And I mean, Dennis Hassert. I mean, you have so- Penn State. I mean, there's so much of it where it's impossible to ignore. But if you if you fixate on it in a casual conversation, you get called a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Well, here in the state of Virginia over at ODU, there was that professor that recently found themselves in the this controversy where they wanted to redefine the term pedophile to be minor attracted persons and use the abbreviation MAPS. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, And MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, They've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, A lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. uh, And that isn't true. And it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. So the left and this person is truly of the left, wanted to kind of destigmatize the word and then was an advocate for such things as all the pre-existing child child pornography would be made available to maps they could get child sex robots i mean just a bizarre conversation what's up did you see the guy this person is a non-binary individual yeah i don't know what all that means i just know he was a freak okay (laughs) okay but i mean it's and so last i checked in on this odu had they hadn't fired the individual, but the individual was on administrative leave. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's it's one thing to want to work with someone like that in like a psychological capacity, and hopefully that person has never done anything violent, but they are aware that they are fucked. They are fucked up. There's another where you're essentially designing systems that would help that inclination grow. Yeah, what he's trying to do is uh, enable other perverts to engage in perversion uh, by making it acceptable. And then uh, honestly, I doubt the reality of giving them access to those things 
would abate that behavior for long. Well, they say that the um, thing about sex crimes is once you are a pervert, you're always a pervert. Mm. Um, I think that's why years ago they used to castrate folks. Okay. Yeah, I'd I mean, be all for that for these, you know. Um, well, you know, if you're not going to hang them, at least castrate them is what I said. I'm a very progressive man, Stu. You see, I'm like, we don't have to hang them. We can just castrate them. Okay. Of course, have them live in seclusion and be part of a chain gang, a eunuch chain gang. But, you know, we won't execute them. You got to be careful about the eunuchs. They have a capacity to take over societies like in China. Really? Yes. They've had multiple like eunuch revolutions. Well, that North Korean dude, uh, he certainly looks like a eunuch. Okay. Yeah, I think he might be. Well, I have a, I have a story that I would like to share with the audience today. You ready for this? I am, sir. So, our beautiful vice president, in her infinite wisdom, has some good news for the people of America. She announced today that $1.2 billion dollars and commitments from international businesses would help support the economies and social infrastructure of Central American nations. So do you remember how much China was given by Apple? $259 million, billion dollars. Yeah, they got $275 billion. Uh, I'm 16 billion off, sorry, Stu. I mean, you're, I mean yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you got it's it. a lot of money, Stu. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Okay. But in my opinion, yeah, you got that right. And so some examples, uh, $540 million in commitments to invest in Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras. And these included companies like Microsoft, MasterCard, Pepsi-Cola, and Care International. And then there was an additional $750 million in private sector money she announced as well. Now, do you celebrate that or do you think that is kind of cheap? Do I do what to it? Do you celebrate this or do you think? Well, anytime the government is involved in any kind of in investment, it is a debacle. Um, investment will chase opportunities. They don't need any help from the government. And by the way, Stu, I've been to some of those Central American countries and they're pieces of shit, okay? The reason that you don't invest any money in it because there's so much corruption. It's just another elitist attempt to put their fingerprints on something um, because they think just because they declare something that it works when most everything they've ever done using government money has the exact opposite effect of what it was intended to. Kamala today too, apparently she's been given a new task and she's supposed to go sell the electrical uh, car industry. And they filmed her and she was putting the cord into the car. And she said um, something to the effect like, um, I can't hear it electricity. Hmm. And then she said, there are no fumes. And then she kept her hand on the cord, but, but um, like it was a gas pump. And she cackled 
Normally it's a 240 volt, but you can go ahead and plug in and uh, okay. that's it. Okay. Yeah. There we are. That's it. And there's no sound or fume. There, there is nothing. Yes. Okay, yeah. And that's so all there is to it. For all of us who are used to, Every morning to we, filling our tank, we, we, you usually can smell it and, and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. Right. None of that. None of so that. So how do I know it's actually working? It <laughs> is. <laughs> but she did say, Stu, that there was going to be charging station equity. So the government was going to make sure that they were going to install charging stations in places where nobody has an electric car. Hmm. Well, fa fa she's a fascinating woman, but I wanted to share it. And I've mentioned this before, but um, Ethiopia, they kind of took a different kind of take when it came to countries wanting to invest in them. The way we're seeing the way we're seeing in central america and so their big thing that they export 60 percent of what they export in ethiopia typically is coffee yeah, and, that's the and so they actually set up a board where they would actually have some sort of special kind of intellectual property trademarking concerning some of their special coffee strains in Ethiopia, like Sadamo and Harar. And they actually got into a big fight with Starbucks over this because it meant Starbucks wouldn't make as much money off of, Ethi <clears throat> off of Ethiopia's coffee. But and Starbucks so cares so much, Stu. As I'm sure uh, Pepsi Cola and all these other things care so much about. Well, you know, Colonial Virginia had um, much the same thing about tobacco years ago. In order to be declared Virginia tobacco, it had to be inspected at the customs house and had to be a certain quality. That's that's pretty cool. And so, um, yeah. And so for these special Ethiopian coffees, you know, they did get registered by the EU and Canada and uh, Japan. And so they, they have their own special registration certificates. But I just want to kind of share with you just a quick stat on what this actually did for the country. So prior to the IP protection initiative, Ethiopia was receiving a scanty 6% of the final retail price for its coffees against the average final retail price ranging from US dollars 20 to 28 per kilogram the farmers were receiving as little as $1 per kilogram. The trademarking and licensing scheme immensely helped improve the situation. Uh, farmers' income doubled in 2007 in comparison with their income in 2006, and the producers were able to secure around 6 to $8 per kilogram. Overall, Ethiopia's total coffee exports are expected to reach the level of U.S. 1.2 to one6 billion as opposed to a meager 400 million prior to the initiative so well good good on them i mean it's an it's an amazing success story and i i remember reading this about a decade ago and just being so impressed that ethiopia realized okay western markets love coffee we have special coffee what can we do so we don't get screwed 
and they realized we have something special. They will come to us to get it. And we don't have to be screwed out. And we also can invest in ourselves. So what these companies are doing is investing in the country to make more money for themselves. And it's perceived as helping these countries. And it's perceived as, oh, now people won't leave these countries and head to the US because we've invested in them. When you're not actually helping, you're actually just profiting off these countries. And so if, from my point of view, if you're an ardent leftist, you would be opposed to countries doing this. I see this as something as we can all benefit. We all want to- Leftists are um, very much adverse to self-help and people taking individual initiative. Everything has to be corporate and collective. Um, so we can all hold hands and sing kumbaya and go poor together. Well, and, and so I, when I look at Ethiopia, I see Ethiopia being advocates for themselves and then understanding how the market works in a, I would say, conservative, maybe even libertarian sense and being able to benefit as a whole. And so I would hope people would see, hey, Ethiopia did the impossible. They slew the giants of Starbucks to profit off their unique coffee and they kicked ass in the end. But so, so this essentially Kamala puff piece, which is designed to make her look good. Really, I read something like that and I'm just with like, your money, by the way, so, some of it with some of it, but it's just, it's just horseshit. So I would concur to, to why I wrote an article for Real Clear Markets today, and I said I could easily trim the federal budget by by twenty five percent. And I had a few comments like, "How would you do that, man? Wouldn't be the easiest thing in the world." Matter of fact, you just have to go back two or three, like two years ago, and we were spending twenty five percent less then than we are now. Well, Stu, we want me to bring you back some penguin soup or something. How about some penguin? How about some penguin urine? Would you like a bowl full of that? How about some penguin eggs? I'd penguin make a, nice, egg? a nice penguin egg omelet. Okay, all right. Are their eggs big? What what should I look for? They they make very elaborate nests, so you'll okay. definitely notice. And then because it's so cold, you'll probably have to shove a penguin out of the way to get the egg. But oh, I don't mind that. I need a little bit of combative activities too. I'm sure they make good punching bags. Yeah. All right, Stu. I ought to be back tomorrow, I think. Sounds good. I have Stay to warm. sled all the way across half of Antarctica before I can catch my, my seaplane. But I think I can do that. Sounds good. Stay all safe. Right. Stay warm. All right, Stu. Go get them. Later. I'm Mr. Icicle. I'm Mr. Ten Touch turns to snow in my clutch. <laughs> I'm too much.